0: Hey, I'm Ben Silverio. And
1: I'm Aaron Klein.
0: And I'm Ansel Burch, your host in post. And, and it's time, time to party. party! We are not doctors, we don't give medical advice. Please drink responsibly. <laughs> this
1: Supersonic episode was gun. recorded on yeah. February 13th, Fingers. 2021. Finger boomsticks! Finger boomsticks! Finger boomsticks. Yeah. Welcome, Ben, to this, our second episode of Army of Darkness. Oh, yeah.
0: we, what a fucking crazy movie.
1: It is a cartoon movie. Yes. It, like, legit
0: feels like a cartoon. It's fucking wild. Like, uh, if you were listening to our first episode, which I sure hope you did, uh, I mentioned that I had never seen Army of Darkness before, uh, but I've also never seen Evil Dead, the original Evil Dead, or Evil Dead 2. So, like, going into this, I was thinking it was going to be, like, this, like, crazy horror action movie, right? No. It's no. a comedy.
1: No. It is not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: it's it's a it's a fantasy comedy with maybe some horror elements in it
1: yes i feel like the thing the most horrifying thing in it is like the prosthetics is the like dead and demon makeup but even that's like cartoonish yes. it's all like big and exaggerated like yeah it's a. Uh, it's funny i was watching this and like the first 15 minutes i was like man I remember liking this movie a lot more than I'm enjoying it right now. And then the more you get into it, the more it's like, oh, right. This movie is ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like the whole deal with this movie is that it is a wild cartoon of a movie.
0: Yeah. I mean, uh, if you're like me and you've never seen Army of Darkness before, uh, I'm going to tell you right now, we're going to get into a ton of spoilers. So go Oh yeah. pause this Absolutely. and watch it, you know right now. Heck, why not play the smoking or drinking game from episode 1? I hear the host saying, "And then come back cuz it's yes. fucking nuts." It's just Yes. It's fucking yes. nuts. Like un- up until the point where he is looking into a mirror and then a bunch of tiny versions of him come out, I I was just like, "What the fuck is going on with this movie? Why are we watching this?" Yes.
1: Yes. <laughs> But, well, we're watching it because there is a very clear time travel that happens at the very beginning yep. and then at the end. Which, like, okay, it, before we really even get into the the rest of the movie, how did you feel about the time travel, like, specifically? It
0: it was very, you know, like, like, waved off. You know, it was an afterthought.
1: Yes! It was. It was weird. I remembered it being a more prominent part of this, but I feel like it's because I watched evil dead evil dead 2 and army of darkness like all in a row most of the time it feels more like oh he time travels yeah but this just starts in like oh he time traveled it already happened right
0: and then at the end when he time travels back it you don't even really see it because he's just telling a story
1: it's wild it like sets you up to think like is this a is this a Dorothy moment? Did he just dream this? But that's not the case. And they like make it very clear that that's not the case when he's like, sup bitches. I still have this metal hand. Also here's some demons.
0: Like I thought that he was going to recite the incantation wrong again and end up in a different time period. And interestingly enough, that was what was supposed to happen. Uh, There was an alternate ending to army of darkness where ash fucks up the incantation and ends up too far into the future and he has to fight demons there but that never panned
1: out interesting that makes sense too because i'm watching this i was like but how did it it, how did it work (laughs) how did he get back here and it's like oh the demons just took him back because they wanted to fight in this Kmart, i guess (laughs) unclear
0: (laughs) yeah like i haven't seen ash versus the evil dead on stars or anything but i wonder how much of that picks up on what happened in the army of darkness yeah
1: i i've heard really good things about ash the ash specific series uh i have not watched it yet part of it is like i was sort of saying in the last episode that i have these really specific memories of this from high school and so i it's it almost exists in this bubble where i'm like oh, no, I don't want to rewatch it and have it be bad. Yeah. And that's kind. Of, that was kind of how I felt when I was watching it, was like, oh, no, is this actually not a good movie? And I only remember it being good. But then the more you get into it, it's yep. like, oh, actually, there are a lot of really great things about this, specifically Bruce Campbell and his multiple performances. Oh, yes. Like, he just acts the fuck out of this movie, like, really just does the most. And he is the reason that this movie has had continued success. Like, there's no question. He's
0: so charismatic. You know, it's hard yes. not to get behind him, even when he's being a dick,
1: which is constant Yes.
0: <laughs> yeah, like he he he's a big dick to Sheila, and then
1: yes, he's such a dick to her. Also, who who's named Sheila in the Middle Ages?
0: Yeah, yeah. There
1: were some really questionable things. I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> Why does the the main knight have a weird mullet? Why does Sheila have her shoulders bare in the Middle Ages? Why doesn't Sheila get pregnant? i have a lot. I have a lot of questions.
0: <laughs> I had so many questions. My roommate so probably questions. got sick of it. Like <laughs> I just kept asking questions, but then once I realized, like, oh, this movie is just so off the wall bonkers that your questions <laughs> don't matter here.
1: Exactly. That's exactly what it is. It's like you just have to relax and watch the fun fights and listen to Bruce make a bunch of funny quips and one-liners and like that's it yeah. <laughs> that's all it is
0: you know like I this is the exact type of thing that I would watch before becoming a critic and just enjoy the hell out of because it's uh, so much fun you know and I, I had to remind myself about that while watching this for the first time and it's just like at the end of it that was fun as hell like it didn't make yes. a whole lot of sense but it was a good time
1: yeah absolutely. It's and also like i found it really interesting because i like that you get this like window into the kind of director that sam raimi becomes where like he obviously understands the like visual gag element and how to make viewers look at certain things he's really good at that and also like those tracking shots of whatever the evil is chasing him along the ground that like uh, it, like, descends on the floor and you're, like, following the camera lens from that, like, POV as it, like, runs after Ash is amazing. Yes. Like, that's really, truly incredible camera work. And, like, I remember um, my first introduction before the high school boyfriend uh, to Evil Dead specifically. I don't know if you remember this. You might because you are also a film person, but they're um, oh my god, AFI used to run the 100 Scariest yep yes the every halloween they ran like the hundred scariest like horror movie moments and one of them is from evil dead and it's that same shot it's the tracking shot of the woman being followed through the woods and like you can tell really early in sam raimi's career that he has this like very clear vision of what he wants things to look like and i like that you get to see this that it like obviously travels through the rest of the work that he does later but like really early you can see you're very talented and you have an eye for this kind of thing that even inside of this very silly cult movie you're making really interesting directorial choices that like are that feel timeless like it's that shot is still very cool and feels very scary too you're like oh my god you're right behind him this thing is gonna catch him at any moment and like it it just really worked for me
0: yeah you know i'm a big marvel guy so i my first introduction to sam Raimi was the spider-man movies and so when he, was ca- uh, when he was brought on to the next Doctor Strange movie, I was just like, oh, cool. He's done superhero stuff before. He has a lot of really interesting ways of looking at these characters. So Doctor Strange is going to be cool and weird. And, but then now, after seeing Army of Darkness, I can see just how weird he can make Doctor Strange.
1: Yes, absolutely. He seems like a perfect choice for Doctor Strange, to be honest.
0: Yep. It, it, that movie is going to be bonkers, too. Except with like a bigger special effects budget
1: exactly yeah like imagine this with like a real budget like it would be amazing and but part of what's fun about it is that it's it is kind of low budget like i i don't think that this movie would be as fun as it is if it had like a much higher effects budget like it's there's something about the like it, and do-it-yourself is not the right word, but the that low-budget feel of they're really wringing every penny out of these dollars, and like it's working because they're making it work for them.
0: Yes. And one of the people that worked on the special effects makeup for the creatures in Army of Darkness was Greg Nicotero, who went on to be wildly famous for The Walking oh, Dead.
1: I did not realize that. That makes a lot of yeah. sense. A lot of sense. That the effects on this are fucking amazing yeah. like the the leader of the army of the dead i love that the leader of the army of the dead it's funny he's like almost as quippy as ashes and like it feels really appropriate and i feel like he has the freedom to do that because the prosthetics are so good you just like you don't ever have to question that he's this leader of the dead because he just looks like it yep. it's Oh man, that I had no idea that was Greg Nicotero. That's so cool. Yeah.
0: Nicotero and his team like really, uh, really went above and beyond. You know, working with what they had to make mm-hmm. this like little thing look so crazy. Mm-hmm. Like they, some of the the makeup on just like the 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 demon in the pit, uh, you know, mm-hmm. but like the uh the evil ash, like uh, mm-hmm. a ton of stuff. They knocked yeah. out of the park.
1: the the, like elongated chin is ash like shakes his face back into normal like all of that is prosthetic makeup uh every time someone women turn into demon witches like all of that like old hag makeup looks fucking amazing like and it's clearly durable too because they're putting it on stunt workers who are doing all kinds of like crazy fights and flips and shit and like it it still registers very well like i mean obviously greg nicotaro is a fucking genius at this shit like (laughs) obviously it worked really well like the, i'm surprised to learn that it is him but also like ah that makes a lot of sense
0: yep uh one of the first things that i wrote in my notes well the first couple things were just like quips like yes uh (laughs) boomstick in big letters with an exclamation point i'm like yeah that's where that's from
1: this is my boomstick good bad i'm the guy with the gun (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I love that line. He's like, you're a good guy. He's like, no, I'm not. <laughs> I'm definitely not. Nope. But I do have a gun. <laughs> also, how much ammunition does he have in his trunk? Like, it seems like he never, ever runs out of bullets. And like, that's a two-shot shotgun. <laughs> right.
0: And the chainsaw runs on gas.
1: I know, never how- runs out of it.
0: Yeah. How many how many gas cans are in his trunk you know at least a couple for sure
1: i also love the detail at the end when he's back at s-mart that he no longer works in hardware and he's moved over to home goods as though home goods is a safer section to work in yeah (laughs) right like what do you have in your car now is it just like dishes
0: (laughs) high thread count sheets
1: right exactly he's like i'll just wrap myself in these sheets and throw myself into the ocean
0: Oh, but really, what was Sam Raimi on while writing this? Like oh my
1: God. Coke, probably.
0: <laughs> some crazy psychedelics. Like, Sam well, Raimi and Ivan Raimi had to have been dropping, like, Molly or something.
1: Also, like, there's a lot of really clever shit in this script, too. Yeah. Like, the, the tiny Bruce's tying down Bruce Campbell, tying Ash down in, like, the Gulliver's yep. travel, like, almost... I mean, that's like a beat for beat moment where they've tied him down like that. You can tell that Sam and Ivan are smart. And like, even though this is like a silly, weird script, like they put a lot of thought into making gags work for the right reasons, as opposed to just like, oh, this is like cheap and easy comedy. It feels like it's cheap and easy comedy a lot of the time. But once you like really start to look at it, it's like, oh, this is very clever. A lot of this is very smart.
0: Yeah. I mean, like it's. Army of Darkness is almost an amalgamation of all the weird shit that Sam and Ivan probably liked growing up. Mm -hmm. Because uh, the the phrase that Ash is supposed to recite uh, before picking up the Necronomicon, uh, I believe is from The Day the Earth Stood Still.
1: That's right, Ben. Uh,
0: Oh, okay. And then the Necronomicon itself, uh, which I will be getting into later, Um, is a creation of H.P. Lovecraft and then all the like crazy monster stuff I'm sure they got from countless movies that came out when they were kids you know Mm -hmm. so I mean it's clear that they are using these things in a smart way you know not only to pop themselves but others who grew up on the same stuff another note I have is Ash really needs to learn to write shit down So he says stuff proper. Dude,
1: for real. Like, (laughs) I I love that he's such a dick about it. He's like, I remember. I'll remember your words. I don't need to repeat it. And then is like immediately forgets it. Like, of course you did, you fucking doofus. (laughs) Also, credit where credit is due. It is not easy, and nor should almost anyone attempt to make an n-word joke in a movie and they nailed it it was like one i knew it was coming as soon as he started saying words that started with n i was like oh my god they're gonna make an n-word joke and it worked it was weird it was just like it was casual it wasn't it was obviously not meant as wink we're making an n like a capital n yeah. n word joke it was just like very casual and they threw it in there in a way that i was like is this the only time an n word joke has ever worked because it kind of felt like it it was wild and they just like let it go too it wasn't like we're gonna dwell on the fact that we've just made this pun about the n word like and to be clear they in the movie he says i know it's N n word they don't actually say the n word right. and it, it it worked i was really surprised i was like oh shit <laughs> look at you sam raimi yes
0: Oh, and uh, another thing that I had thought about was uh, all the things that Ash had to have changed about history by introducing, like, the gunpowder and all of that yes. stuff that he brought with him.
1: Yes, absolutely. Like, he taught these people how to make bombs. Like, that's a huge development. Yes. That's, like, not a small thing to have done. And yet, when he comes back, there appears to be, like, no real ramifications other than the dead have also followed him back.
0: The whole movie you have to not look into it too much. Like, don't question it.
1: Yes. Yeah, exactly. If you start to question it, it starts to fall
0: apart. Right. It's one of the biggest uh, suspend your disbelief type of movies. You know, because once you do, you're going to have a whole lot of fun, just like they clearly had Mm -hmm. a lot of fun making and writing it.
1: It seems like everyone is having a really good time. Like, I don't understand why... When you get made out with by death, you become dead. But then once that death is dead, you come back as a normal woman. Like That's very unclear.
0: (laughs) Also, what happened to the rest of the women that the skeletons abducted? They were just naked and then disappeared.
1: Also, like, so these skeletons came back from the dead. And the first thing they did was like, we got to rape a bunch of women. It's we're head on. That's what we're doing. Like, okay, that's. In insight, I guess. Yeah,
0: skeleton, you are ill equipped for this type of.
1: Exactly! Like, mm, oh. I have a lot of questions about the practicality of how you think this is gonna work.
0: Yeah, uh, boning someone is a lot different when you're a skeleton.
1: Yeah. It's... A lot of questions.
0: Oh my, I, While we were watching it, I made a joke about Ash getting boned, <laughs> and Warwick was just like, oh god. <laughs>
1: See Warwick, and see what I deal with. <laughs> it's, it was right there. Uh, I'm surprised Ash didn't
0: make a joke himself.
1: I mean, fair, that's true. I would not disagree <laughs> with that. Ridiculous. So overall, you liked it. I I'm did. guessing you're talking positively about it, so I'm assuming that you liked it. I
0: did like it. You know, like I, I think I gave it uh three out of five stars, maybe a okay, yeah. two point five, but like it, it didn't do anything egregious like it wasn't yeah. terrible you know because i had a good time watching it and that should account for mm-hmm. a lot more in in a, in a rating
1: yeah i definitely agree it's one of those movies that like i said before even when i started watching it i was like oh oh i remember liking this a lot more and i'm not in this moment enjoying it but it's once you like get into the groove of the movie it's just fun. It's just a fun movie. It doesn't have to be like a technical masterpiece. It doesn't have to be like the best movie ever made. It's one of those movies that I felt like the sum of the parts were greater than the whole. Like you look at this movie and objectively it feels like it shouldn't be a great movie. But it is. Yep. It's very fun. It's it make like we said we've been saying this all the for the last two episodes it makes sense that this is a cult classic it's one of those movies that i understand why people watched it and were like actually this fucking rules yes. and like actually it does rule and so it's it are the time travel me- mechanisms really fucking wonky yes is the script super weird and aggressive yes are there a lot of really questionable like timeline things yes <laughs> Does the makeup rule? Yes. Is Bruce Campbell fucking incredible? Yes. Are the fight scenes in general very good? Yes. Like, it's, it's just, it really adds up in a way that when you first start watching it, if you know nothing about it, you're like, truly what the fuck is happening? Yep. But it is very good. Also, you should really watch, you know... Most people will tell you you should watch Evil Dead 1 and Evil Dead 2 because, honestly, you should. Evil Dead 1 was made as, like, a legit horror movie, and there are some very scary things about it. But it's very low budget, and so it becomes very funny. Evil Dead 2 is literally the exact same movie. It is the same script, remade with the same people, with the intention of it being funny. And so it's it's a very weird viewing experience. And I feel like two is the perfect bridge into army of darkness. Cause it's like, ah, uh, this is what you realized that you made a movie that would become a cult classic. That wasn't frightening in the way that you intended it to be. And now you're embracing the good things about what came out of this, like ridiculous disaster. And like, I appreciate that. I like as somebody who's into, weird bullshit like i love that they were like this is weird bullshit let's let's embrace the weird bullshit part of this instead of trying to make this like a legitimate horror franchise and it works
0: it does you know the evil dead series is like sam raimi's slow descent into madness which makes his involvement in doctor strange in the multiverse of madness even greater like Uh,
1: what what part is Bruce Campbell going to play in Doctor Strange? I cannot wait. Yeah,
0: I I hope he has like a a semi important but not like not someone you see a whole lot, like that kind of role, you know? Like in in a Throwaway in Guardians of the Galaxy, um I believe uh what James Gunn put uh nathan fillion as simon williams wonder man but like that's in the background and it's like not even like a like he's wonder man is an important character but not in that movie and hasn't been yet so i mean having bruce campbell in that kind of role that may come to fruition later Mm -hmm. like i think that would be cool to give bruce campbell an actual role
1: Mm -hmm. i love bruce campbell give bruce campbell everything yes the man rules
0: <laughs> right like after all these years he hasn't come out to be a dick yet right
1: for real and like he spent what like 11 seasons on burn notice and there have not been a single bad story about him that have come from those like yeah that's wild <laughs> that's a long time to spend on a hollywood set and have people still universally say that you rule at the end of it like right. that's a long time
0: yeah, I mean, I'm not going to say he's, like, on a on a Brody Lee level where people are actively talking about how good of a guy he is after working with him, but, right. like, in Hollywood, just the fact that they're not talking about you says stuff, you know?
1: Mm-hmm. And that people, like, do seem generally excited to have him around in projects still, like, yep. is a great sign, too. As a, a dude who's getting up there and, like, is a comedy guy, like, he's he's really maintained a place in acting and, like didn't have to like, yep. has a lot of money and doesn't really need to keep working and like still does and picks projects. He's clearly having a good time. Yeah. in
0: Pre pandemic. He used to show up at like every fucking convention, you know, oh, of course, just meeting yeah. his legions of fans. And I think he would be content doing that for the rest of his days. But you know, Fuck he yeah. keeps finding stuff and people keep casting him and stuff, which is great for him.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Good for Bruce Campbell. Good for you, Bruce Campbell. Thank you for joining us for this, our second episode of army of darkness. Yeah. We hope that you enjoyed it. Honestly, this movie rules. It's super fun. It's super weird. It's only eighty-five minutes long. Like, watch Bruce Campbell be delightful. You have the time. That's yeah. You have the time, (laughs) and honestly, worth your time. Like, we didn't specifically ask our question: Is this worth your time? Because the answer is uh, yes. Resounding (laughs) yes. It is a resounding yes. This movie is absolutely worth your time even if the time travel's weird, even with any like problems that you might have with the script, it fucking works. It's just a great cult classic movie. Yes.
0: I agree. So join us next time as we try to edutain you.
1: Yes, edutain you. In our lazy river of edutainment.
0: Drift yeah. along with
1: us into the past and the future maybe. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. All right. Until then, you can find us on the internet. I'm at NYD Urgency on Instagram.
0: I am at silverio 20 on instagram and twitter
1: i am at indecisionist on twitter and the indecisionist on instagram special thanks to Marlon Longit of marlin and the shakes for our theme song and to april maralba for our podcast art you can interact with us using the hashtag time to party that's time the number two party this has been an indecisionist
0: production and until next time party people
1: excellent to
0: each other party out dudes boomstick
1: Boomstick air guitar! (laughs) I (laughs) built this air guitar into my boomstick! (laughs) Pew, pew! (laughs) You're welcome, Sam Raving, for your next thing. You're welcome.